And here we are, the Seller Pro Wrestling Show. What is going on? Oh, my I'm bad. I'm still giving you the second. My bad, my bad. I was really confused, so, because we were trying to count in. I was like, what's going on? I was giving you the signal. Well, hold on, let me let me finish that intro real quick. It is, I guess, let me get the intro voice back. The Seller Pro Wrestling Show, Season 1, Episode 1, Debut. Yeah, our uh, very so, first episode that we've ever put out. Hi, guys. Yep, never have done anything before this. Have never had any practice. Nope, this is, first this is our very first time we've ever been on a show. Raw, uncut gems. So I'm Garrett. And I'm Dylan. Joined as always. Yes. Uh, we're sitting here I'm in the Capitol host Wrestling this Cellar. One. No, <laughs> we're like two co-hosts on this one, of course, and then bring the boom, we're... Also, two co-hosts. I think the dynamic stays the same the whole time. It works best. Why don't you tell us? Because I know everybody out listening to this one has probably listened to Bring the Boom too, right? I would imagine. I would assume. That'd be weird if they hadn't. It would be weird. Uh, Let's talk about some weird events. Because let's jump right into it. Let's jump right into what we just Yeah, what did we just spend a long time watching? So, we just started... With the final game in the 2020 Euros between Italy and England. Uh, soccer or football for everyone out there. This is a, it's a sport that I rallied against for the longest time. It's true. And then when I finally gave it a true and honest chance, I fell in love with it. It's like, oh, it's pretty dope. And it, when you're watching like... There's just no comparison to this, like, because the U.S., like, you know, our team is just not, it's not very good. So they're not, like, in it, like, the way that they should be. And so you can't rally. Well, we have the MLS, but it's just, even that, too, it's not the the same. same. There's no, I'm not going to watch these guys when there's a higher performance level out there, you know? And you watch these games with the best guys for their respective countries out there doing it. And it's just, like, unbelievable what you're seeing. So during the uh, World Cup two years ago, I just got behind England. I was like, you know what? With the U.S. not even making it to that World Cup, uh, this is going to be my squad for this thing. And I just ran with them, and it was a fantastic time. I learned all the players. I'm good to go. I'm like, all right. And so this Euro was supposed to happen last year, and obviously it was postponed due to COVID, which is why it's still called the 2020 Euro, despite taking place in 2021. Yeah, it's a real throw-off. It's like, hey, wait a they second. They already had all the shirts printed. They're like, we're, we're rolling with it. Um, and they, in their opening round matchup, they tied, they drawed with, the, they drew, rather, with Scotland. And everyone was immediately like, oh, well, here we go. Drew McIntyre, Scotland. This is a wrestling show after all, so yeah. Yes, you can equate I, it I, any I, way that you I want. Just you want, I just it want to, it, it is called the Sell It Pro Wrestling Show. But I just want, you know, just to, just to make sure. just So there's some wrestling flavor. Oh, absolutely. And it's, I mean, I would hope that they know that that's, uh, that's coming, baby. That's coming. Uh, it almost doesn't seem fair to let England play Scotland. No, it really doesn't. Like Or but, like let Wales play England. Because no. it's like you take all the good players. No, you really do, 100%. Like so. You can have the scraps. The best Welsh players, oh yeah, they're English. The worst Welsh players, yeah, they're Welsh. I think Gareth Bale, he plays for Wales, doesn't he? He does, and he is a stud. He's a super so. stud. Um, but then all of a sudden, man, England went on a run. And they started absolutely destroying it. And they made it to their first championship final 
as a national team since 1965 or six when they won the World Cup. Oh, yeah, last time they won it, and they had never made it to a final. That's the the thing, like England. uh, I feel like they're known for soccer in America, of course, but worldwide. They're they not always, even they're like that. Always, they're, yeah. they're exciting. Which is why I they're get into no, them. Because, it's like Canada. Yeah. Hockey. You know, they're not really good at hockey. Well, their national team is pretty freaking good at hockey. Okay, well. Their national team is very, very good at hockey. And the Olympics and whatnot. Yeah, absolutely. I suppose. Uh, but who beat Russia? The U.S. USA! USA! USA. So England. So England played today in the in the final against Italy, dude. This was such a good freaking game. England scored within the first four minutes, and then we marched on. And Italy ended up scoring later on. It was tied up one one. This went back and forth. Went into extra time. Went into penalty kicks. Went back and forth, dude. My adrenaline was through the roof. The intensity was pumping. I'm like, this is unreal. And then. On the last possible shot, a teenager, I forgot his name, for England, he just, I mean, the goalie just got a great block on him, just read what ex- he was doing exactly, and just nailed it, and comes up just short, and Italy wins the 2020 Euro, England loses in front of their hometown London crowd, and that was kind of the theme for sports over yeah, the last you know, two days place, here. Place, place, uh... It got quiet. It was like a library it all was, of a sudden. It was a library. Yeah. It was a library all of a sudden. It got hard. Because every time Italy did summer, even when they scored that goal, I mean, you could just tell. Yeah. What it would suck saying? the wind out of that What were place? you saying? That Italy allowed a thousand people to fly to the game? It was something like that I had, I had seen. Yeah, that they allowed that. And then obviously all the... So the, like there was a you know chunk of Italian fans, but... There was 60,000 60, English fans, more or less. Let's be real. In London, that was probably the ratio shift. Yeah, I'm least. sure you know there's a few Italians living in London. I'm sure there's and a they'll few. And be, they'll be partying tonight. I will be very interested to see what the uh, videos online of, you know, especially it's like 11 o'clock there right now. They just played and like had their hearts broken. Like this nation has been under strict like lockdown here for the past like how long? Like I don't know. This might be a might be a bad situation tonight. I remember the the one of the more famous incidents is when like Vancouver lost the Stanley Cup like ten years ago, and they burnt that motherfucker down. And I'm just like, oh my god. I feel like anytime Chicago does something. Yeah, Chicago which hasn't been a lot crazy. in a while. Like the the Cubs won the World Series like five years ago now, but before then it it's been. Minnesota is pretty bad sometimes. The campus can be kind of rowdy. Yeah, but they still Not haven't even done anything. Like but... I think when they won their second back to back, when the Gophers won the men's hockey uh, national championship in like oh three oh four, I think Dinky Town like freaking raged hardcore is what I what I've always heard, but. Harder than usual. Harder than usual. I guess. So, in summary, man, I love it. I cannot wait for the World Cup next year. I'm going to go all in. It's going to be so exciting. Uh, And, yeah, man, what do you think? For the World Cup? For everything. Predictions? Who's winning Predictions? Who's winning USA! USA! Christian Pulisic and USA, baby.
Like France. Come on. France man. probably. It's probably France. It's probably France. It's uh Could be England though, man. They made this run here and like let's see what they can do. Well, it could see. be Italy, who knows? It could be Italy. Good for Italy. So, last night. Yes, last night. Well, really? Yeah, hold on. Yesterday hold, in general. Hold on. Yeah. Talk about your yesterday. Did you work yesterday? No. No, you didn't work yesterday. No. What'd you do then? I texted you about all of this. You know this. Yeah, I don't remember that. I guess I guess it got lost in transit. What's yeah. going on? There's some... Is that some knocking? Is that Eddie Kingston? No, my bad. No, my that's bad. Not Mr. Eddie Ruffalo Kingston. here getting... Friend of the show there. comes on quite nice often. Cozy. Uh, you know, just hung out yesterday, uh, yesterday, Friday, and then this morning, I've been golfing, so. All, all three days. Three days in a row, yeah. Big time golf boy now. That's correct. Yeah, love it. Do what you, know, you do. We're driving hard and driving far. Uh, working all the Monday through Friday, though, and just kind of hung out, doing whatever. Oh, so you got Saturday and Sunday off? Correct. Nice. You worked, like, the American schedule. Correct. Yep. Went to a couple bars here and there. Was Did you? crazy. Sunshine. Oh, okay. But apps there for a couple beers. Great time. Nice. You Great do that time. after you golf? Uh, correct. Oh, of course. You want yeah. a little nice man date? Love it. No, not with the gentleman. Oh, by yourself? No, with the lady friends. Oh! Plural. Oh! Enchanté! Enchanté! The Adonis. Uh, you were up to a lot, though, because you had showed me some, so you went out Dude, to, like, this flea market. I, I had a wild sorts. day yesterday. Yeah. I had a garage sale with, uh, with the, with my buddy, and, yep. uh, so it was myself and Tilo and Big Bird, and then Anna came for a while. Tyler Tycoon, of course. Tyler Tycoon, of course. Keep that name alive. And so we did that over at his place. We did that from, like, 9 to 2. 9 to 2, okay. Uh, sold some stuff. Uh, still got some stuff left. But, you know, made, like, I think 90 to 100 bucks. I heard another big garage sale is happening. We'll probably end up doing, like, one more, and then after that, evaluate. I I heard you might need to advertise it on the old TikTok. Might have to, because then what we had seen that morning, I literally was scrolling through TikTok. Yeah. And I saw this, like, um, ad for a a vintage flea market-like thing happening down in Minneapolis. And I was like, oh, that seems really cool. So I sent it to the guys, and I'm like, hey. Y'all want to go to this afterwards? Uh, and they're like, yeah, sure. So we... So you went with the gentleman. Yeah, we went with... Okay. I went with... Because... Uh, uh, so you went on the mandate. Yeah, today. I did. Yeah. Okay, okay. I the went thrift on mandate. School, you know, but all of us used to, you know, like, we were the crew. So, yep, like, we've correct. been, like, doing the damn thing forever. Oh, like, uh, yeah. The boys. Yeah, yeah, the boys. Yeah, the boys. The boys. Whatever. Uh, Anna went to a graduation party for a friend of the family's, so she was off doing her own thing. And so we went down there. Wife of the show. Wife of the show. Uh, wife of the bride of the house of the gold. Um, Keep going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, we got on ninety four. I won't say anything about that one. I'll let that one slide. <laughs> that, that'll be your mulligan for the day. Oh my, my yeah, mulligan. Yeah, that'll be your mulligan. Oh, for the day. you settle your horses. You can get a couple, I guess. I think I'm allowed as money as I need. You get a high handicap on the sell of pro wrestling. You get a high show. handicap. We're breaking it down in golf terms. There was a freaking accident on ninety four. So like the ten minute ride took forty minutes. It was fantastic. Uh, we finally got there, and the second we got out of the car, it was as hot as it's ever been. And I was like, what just happened? Yesterday? Yeah, for like a brief like hour. It was so hot and muggy where we were at. I was like, oh, this is miserable. Uh, I was quite muggy at some points. It was, yeah. I had to pay to get into this little thing. And then you walk in, and I was looking for vintage wrestling stuff, man. 
And I saw some really oh, cool shit. Oh, here on the wrestling show. Yeah, exactly. The Seller Pro Wrestling Show. Okay. And so we uh, we are looking around at all these t-shirts. I found this great, like, stone cold, like, 99 t-shirt with his face on it. Like, badass old school. And it was and like... They, and this isn't a thrift, right? This is like... No, these were like... reselling. This is like your buddy Ethan, who does like... Like, it was... Just him, multiple times. Well, I get that. I know that. But for the like listeners, this isn't stuff that's like, oh, this is twenty five thirty. This these this are guys who like are, are making this shit at like money. sixty seventy, and then you're getting fools that are like paying this. And because I'm just like, come on, brother. That's the thing. A place like I just want to make sure these listeners know, like, it's this like, isn't like a holy grail kind of place. No. If you're willing to spend the money, if you want to find them, you'll find some cool shit. Like, you'll find some, like, one-of-a-kind shit, but you're paying, like, big bucks. They had this awesome DDP shirt, like, probably 98, 99, during his big run in WCW. And it was, like, still, like, had, like, great graphics, but a little faded, like, perfectly. It was a nice-looking shirt, man. Yeah. 90 bucks. And I'm just like, I'm not doing that. Here's the thing to the listeners. I have a buddy. He runs, like, uh, eBay and locally, and he sells all this vintage stuff he finds from thrift stores. And whatnot, and he was even telling me like the wrestling market's just at such a big boom right now. Yeah, that nineties, that Stone Cold Mick Foley, just anything like that from around that time, it's huge right now. Yeah, the wrestling cards are a big thing for some reason. Yep. Oh yeah, wrestling cards are having their day in the sun right now too. Yep. So it's you know it's just this big thing. Like even like all the wrestling games. Yeah, which is, so I walked through this entire thing. I wanted to pick up a shirt so bad. And they had probably, between all of the different vendors I checked out. I would like a nice vintage wrestling tee. There were probably like 30 wrestling shirts I found. Okay. But none of them hit me the way that it needed to. And the price was even close. None of them were just like, that's the guy I want for that price. Correct. You're looking for the whole, you're looking for a hole in one. I'm looking just for you're looking something for like, that fits me. You're like, like, that's the shirt, that's the like price. If I had found like an Edge and, or a Christian shirt, like that probably would have been, oh shit. Like, and I would have spent upwards of probably $40, like just for something like that. But man, like they, they had the DX, like what's your like, t-shirt that yep. was $70 and that had holes in it that were not like. Cool trendy holes. They were like a moth ate this. Looks like a Swiss cheese hole. Yeah, they were bad. I'm just like, dude, fuck off with that shit. Like, there was this badass Jurassic Park shirt that definitely came out like around the time that the first Jurassic Park movie came out. I don't have any pictures. I wasn't taking any pictures. Fair enough. Don't be like. Uh, I like to just kind of duck and move, like get in and out of there. And and that was the thing too is you had to dig, man. They had, everyone was jam-packed. For sure. And this Jurassic Park shirt was an all-over print. I love an all-over print shirt. Like, if you can find a really cool one. Like, everywhere, like, was everything. It had blood across the back. It was black and white. Too fitty. I was like, bro, fuck you. The only shirt I found that I (laughs) even, like. That's, that's, that's. The only shirt I even found that I thought for a second, like, hmm. I might Maybe. buy this. Yeah. Was an NWO Wolfpack shirt. 97, 98, and it was 35 bucks. And I'm like, I could do that. But it was this big heavy cotton tee that I'm like, this isn't gonna look good on me. 
This is gonna it, like no, it's not. It's not even about looking good. Like, it's not gonna feel good. It's not, oh, it was not gonna feel it's good. Not, I, bet, I bet it had have, a print on it that was super heavy. It did not actually. Okay. It was a very faded print, which yeah. looked really cool, and it was like it, it was actually like pretty okay. Okay. And like even some of those, like because you know how much I fucking hate those, and like how can you not like the big heavy crunchy like it's literally terrible. It, it feels sucks. like something's weighing you down, and like that's just how they did it back. Absolutely in the day. But horrendous. But some of them. I was willing to like atrocious deal with like I was like that's cool enough like one of the Stone Cold shirts was sort of like that and I was like this is cool you're like enough. why is his head so heavy yeah right why is it weighing into me what's going on so the only thing I ended up walking away with yes was WCW NWO Revenge for the N64 two dollars very happy with that purchase they had a couple other wrestling like uh, games that. But I was just like, you know what, man? I got a lot of stuff coming up, but I don't want to drop big money on this. And I was already going to be dropping big money later in the night. Because then we went to a brewery. Oh, boy. Then we went to Teresa's. Okay. Um, and then we so, went to the liquor store. So after all of this, uh-huh. and after my big week of working hard and yep. golfing and being extreme, I'm sure our legs... Feel like what Connors looked like. So let's take a step back and not like Connor and talk about this UFC event. Are you proud of yourself for that one? I really am. That, I thought about that, that one. Uh, it would hurt him, I'm sure. I Oof. thought about that one on the way over. So. But no, seriously, let's talk about this UFC event. Let's fucking UFC 264. The crowd was awesome. The most celebrity, like you said, most fucking people that were just like big names, they were there. This whole thing was awesome. Awesome, awesome. I watched it with a couple buddies. Oh, did you? The beer skis. Did you actually buy it or did you illegally stream it? We bought it. We did too because we were like, this is worth buying. And you know what? I think it fucking was. Because just that O'Malley fight alone. Versus, I think the guy's name was Chris Mathino. No. Mathino. Mo- yeah, Montinho. It was something, something like, like that. that. It was M U. I, I read uh, it like Mountainho at first. That was M O U T I N H O. And so Mountainho, but Sean O'Malley, who obviously is a guy that the UFC is setting up to be one of their next stars, like they're booking him that way. They're giving him like these different fights. This guy is a replacement. Not? How could you not? He's so exciting. He's so like he moves in a way that no one else does. Like he puts his fist out and just rotates his like wrist and just back and bam, forth, bam, 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 and throws thirty punches in like one stroke, and you're just like. What the and so fuck? this guy he's taken on took this fight on eleven days' notice. He was a and late he's, replacement. He's not even a UFC guy, right? No, this was his UFC debut. Which on pay per view, this guy needs a second fight because you think so? he just absorbed every single shot that Sean O'Malley threw at him for three rounds. It was literally the best chin I've ever seen. I, I mean, they're not, not throwing bombs. It. But Sean that O'Malley, much those should have knocked someone out, man. They should have. And I mean, like, he took fucking head kicks and just a barrage of fucking... Sean O'Malley oh threw... God. He set the new record and threw the most significant strikes in a three-round fight. And the Herb Dean ended up calling the fight with 30 seconds left so despite talk, yeah, the fact Chris was still on his feet. What were you guys saying to that? Uh, right away, dude next to me was like, well, okay, like, 30 seconds left, like, are you fucking serious? But on the other hand, I think they had said it on the UFC 
or maybe O'Malley had said it. I don't remember who. They were like, yeah, that 30 seconds probably could have saved years off his life, though. Sean said that in the post fight. And let's be honest, that's probably a fact. Yeah. Uh, let's be real. Time, when you've dude, taken 145 head punches, and I get it, why not ride out that 30 seconds? Yeah. But there was nothing that was happening right there that hadn't already happened the whole time that you didn't stop. But it. so it wasn't I think. Any uh, different. I think a little stupid because uh, I'm sure they would have, uh, as we watched SmackDown here from. This past week, I see Big E and everything. But, uh... I, I don't watch SmackDown ever, yeah, I'm so I so forget confused. that Pat McAfee is the fucking he's a mainstay. And he's awesome! And, and he still does a podcast, and he's this big thing. Is he the best in the business? Like, he's like the most, like, over He's the busiest in man media. in all of sports, sports info, namement, or whatever. Sports infotainment. Whatever. But Sean O'Malley and the Chris guy, 30 seconds left. Bullshit. Kane calls it, despite the fact he's still on his feet walking around. And Sean O'Malley in his post fight, yeah. you know, he's he's a great. We talker lost the too. plot there. We were this SmackDown is just. You might have to turn this off. This is so bizarre. <laughs> just don't watch it. It's uh, so bizarre because I see Shinsuke with the guy with the guitar and Baron Corbin's like bald. They're going like just let it this happen. This is uh, so the they call the fight and uh, we move on. Uh, Sean O'Malley calls out Cody Garbrandt in the post fight. Dominic Cruz, too, I believe. Dominic, he called out a couple of people, but I was specifically hey, later booth, today listening to a podcast that had Cody Garbrandt on it last night while he was live reacting to the fight. So they live reacted to uh, Sean O'Malley calling him out, and he's like, let's do it, man. Let's I'd like to see it. it. I would be all in. Cody's a former champion, one of the baddest dudes at that weight class, like, I would love to see those two fight. Well, that's crazy. Like, did they just not offer this fight to anybody in the UFC with 11 days notice? Did nobody want to take that? Dana White said that everyone, like, in those situations on Twitter will go, I'll fight this dude. And then when they actually send the contracts over, it's always like, well, under, like, these certain conditions. And, like, you got to pay me this amount. And he's like, no one ever actually fucking, like, pulls the trigger and accepts. Everyone's big online. Everyone's big online. That's... That's that's a universal. And, and truth, you have I the uh, you have the card pulled up here because was it only the it was five matches. So it was on the five main. fights on the main yep. card. So we opened up with the O'Malley, and, and then, then uh, it was the women's fight next. To let me please pull up. It was their like name. the two kind of randos. Uh, they were they weren't randos, but there weren't girls I was overly familiar yeah. with. Um, although they were, I think, the fourth and fifth ranked fighter in their division, women's bantamweight. It was Irene uh, Aladna Aladna. Versus Yanan. Yeah. Yep. Does it start with like a J? K. Yeah, it's like Kash Kash. Kuniskaya. Kuniskaya. Like something like that. Okay. Uh, so Irene came into this fight three pounds overweight. Right. Uh, Yana came in a pound overweight. So a four pound difference just to start. Um, I personally, in those situations, I don't think like. <sighs> It's so difficult because they always leave it up to the person that didn't miss weight. Like, what do you want to do here? No one's ever going to say, no, I'm not fighting this person. Because that's not the mentality you have as a professional fighter. But so, not not to insult, but with some of the people you had over yesterday, they're mm -hmm. not so 
knowledgeable. They're I don't casuals. Say okay, yeah, I didn't yeah, want to go casuals. there. That's I completely fair. There. Although I will say both of them have kind of turned into like knowledgeable. Like Tyler especially like he remembers surprises stuff. me with like, like what he actually knows and remembers. Oh, that guy used to do that. Oh, that guy fought that guy. And he's like, I know this move. And, and Big Bird is like now also getting very cerebral with it. And I like he's he's got a good mind for it. It's very cool. Um, but what were you gonna say? I was watching with the casuals. Watching with the casuals yeah. about uh, the pound difference, right? Uh-huh. And just how, like, okay, well, like, that's not even that much, right? Like, four pounds. Mm-hmm. So explain, kind of, like, why is that so a big deal? So that's such a big deal because you... Like, four pounds, it's nothing, right? And, and let me be clear. I think the weight-cutting system in MMA is the most barbaric part, and it's atrocious, and there should be a complete system change... But that's a completely separate argument for a different day. What we're talking about is within the context of the rules and like how it is as it stands. And as it stands, you have to weigh in at this weight. You are allowed one pound overage if it is a non-title fight. So if this fight is happening at one 130 pound pounds, if this fight's happening at 135 pounds, you can weigh in at 136 and that's okay. That's, You're yeah. good. You cannot come into a fight three pounds overweight because guess what? That those weigh-ins take place approximately thirty-six hours before the fight actually happens. You then put food and fluids and all this different stuff back into your body. If you're already overweight, you've got a giant jump in front of this other person. You are going to then overtake them and weigh and come into this fight so much bigger Agreed. than them. Agreed. Because, like, water weight and stuff, it can fluctuate, like, 10, 15, 20 pounds a day. And you would always see it, like, with a guy like Connor, when he used to cut to 145. He'd be so emaciated and, like, skeletal-looking. And then he'd come in the next day jacked as hell. And you're like, oh, my God. Look at Jorge when he needed to cut, what was that, like, the 28 pounds in, like, a couple days or something. And he missed that. Like, he, he didn't get, he didn't make it. Because how the hell could you, like? ridiculous he still fought though didn't he still he? fought yeah and because that was the usman right that was with usman yeah no. that's when he got smoked um, well that's when he came in on his day off though yeah no for sure so irene ends up winning this fight so comes in overweight wins the fight in, she's gonna set herself up for a, a and clash in pretty, i would say dominant fashion yeah she she was amazing i think uh the fight probably should have been called just a little bit earlier you could tell that other girl was like yeah faded she was done her eyes were literally yeah, like it was wobbling bad. back and forth so so then we moved on and we had arguably the most exciting fight of the night we had uh greg hardy the former nfl standout who was uh just a blackballed fella and uh just a regular uh piece of shit you know but he has he's embraced it and he's full heel. Like he knows what he is and he And he UFC it allows it. So and, I mean if if you're gonna be mad at like, anybody, be almost mad at them. Yeah. Because they're still giving that guy correct. a platform. But it is but, one of those things where they book him in a way that's like the person that's gonna fight him is an instant crowd favorite. And is probably gonna beat him. It's almost like they're rigging it against the man. I mean, he is seven and four. That's yeah. Greg Hardy's record as yeah. it stands. But he fought Taya Tuavisa, who is just one of the most like energetic, like came out to the Spice Girls. Came out to Wannabe from the Spice Girls, and 
every single girl Chick. in that place. Did you see... Uh, all the guys were just dead, and then all the chicks were... Were standing up, up dancing, just... like singing. Did you see the cast from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia there? Yes, and I did. And Sweet D was standing up singing it. It yep. was great. Of course. And uh, I was just like, my God. It, and you could... Dude, so many celebrities at this event. I saw the cast of It's Always Sunny. Yep. Uh, Baker Mayfield and David Njoku. Odell, who was not sitting with the rest of the Browns. Wasn't that weird? He was sitting right at the part where they got Vaseline up. Correct. Yep, he was right there. And the Browns were not far, but they weren't right next to him, which I'm like, that's a little strange. Well, I saw. seems like a him move. I saw... um, Miles Teller. Miles Teller was there. The Nelk boys. The Nelk boys. Skylar Astin from the like pitch perfect pitch perfect movies. He also sings all of Brendan Schaub's like theme songs. Oh, okay. Um, he's it's a big guy. MMI and pro wrestling fan. Uh, yeah, it's the main guy from the like pitch the boyfriend. Movies. Yep. Okay. Yeah, he's yeah he's a giant wrestling fan. He's been Didn't on know Sam he Roberts did anything and else stuff. besides pitch yeah. perfect. He's on some show on NBC, some singing show like, um, and then dude, and then you see Dave Chappelle. And hey, Dave. Future. Dave Chappelle and Wait, Future, Future I didn't were standing see those next two. to each other. Yeah, yeah. Dave Chappelle and Future were hanging out. Did Future out. have his mask off? Uh, he did. Mask off. <sighs> and then... Uh, Don't what, you just or, love like five-year-old jokes? <laughs> Six-year-old jokes? It yeah. still works though. That song still bangs. I know I'm not talking about song. jokes for five-year-olds or six-year-olds. Kourtney Kardashian. Who the fuck's she dating? MGK? MGK with Megan Fox was oh, there. Yeah. Courtney Kardashian. No, Travis Barker. Yeah. I was like, yeah, same aesthetic. MGK. Same aesthetic. Same. And didn't they just work on a song together? Isn't Maybe. MGK's song that's like big and popular right now with I them? don't know. I don't I do not partake in the in MGK at all. No. You don't you don't screw Did with you the see him? He looked ridiculous. He looked like, like a goofball. How is Megan Fox with you? You fool. Yeah. And then you can wow, see boy. Theo Vaughn's there. Like him and Dustin Poirier are boys. Like, Well, makes sense. They're both Louisiana. Louisiana. Bo- Tom Segura's there. I think Snoop Dogg was there. I was pretty sure. That makes sense. Probably for O'Malley. Uh, oh, yeah. He loves O'Malley. Loves O'Malley. And then the Donald. You saw Donald Trump, right? Was he? Could you see him from the cage? You could see him from the cage very clearly. I thought I was like, Like, "Yo, that looks like Donald Trump," and I was gonna make the joke, but I was like, "No, that would just be." And they didn't show him long enough. Like, but I caught him at first, and I'm like, "I'm ninety percent." And you saw this online. This has been a fact. Hundred percent confirmed. And the the Brendan Schaub like fight companion podcast I listened to, they noticed it too. I was literally gonna make a joke, but in my head, I was just like. And they definitely, I guess, I guess, like in arena when he walked in, the whole arena cheered. They are in Vegas. They're in Vegas. It's a UFC Dana crowd. White's it's definitely Dana White's his boy. Yeah, he is. I mean, he spoke for Trump at the so RNC. And so the Nelk Boys. And so are the Nelk Boys, for sure. Yeah, God, they're best friends. What a weird fucking... It was so... Dana oh, White. Bieber was there, too, see, for sure. This is what WWE needs. They have Correct. no Correct. interaction with fans. That well, And that's just not even beyond, like, before COVID. No, it's because it's it, not like, as cool, man. It's never been done like that. They've never been like, yo... Fucking look, look at all these. Because there are so many people that love wrestling. Why there is DC are. not like, there? You know, Why there are is, times like, when, like, it's crazy. When they're in LA and stuff. Like, Rick Rubin, the What's producer. crazy is that Pat McAfee is getting a manicure, a pedicure with Big E at ringside on SmackDown. As Shinsuke Nakamura is wrestling a match. Baron that's Corbin. what WWE is. You yeah. want to know why they don't get celebrities? When because I, that's what they're doing. And that was the last Thunderdome 
event, right? This it was SmackDown. the last Thunderdome SmackDown. And we'll get into all Raw's that. Raw's going to be on that, the Thunderdome, but... and then next SmackDown is live. Which is, we should watch that. But no, like, that, that's just, that. having this pulled up as we talk about UFC, is just a perfect example of, like, UFC is Why just, yeah. one thing is cool and trending upward. And now, hold on, I'm not saying that WWE needs to be friends with Trump, the Nelk Boys. No, that, no, that's not what I'm that's saying. That's not Although what we're they saying. Are, they are. They are. They are. One's in the Hall of Fame. But that's not what I was saying. I'm just saying you need to get on that level. You need to start bringing in people. You need uh-huh. to start like just doing the same shit. Make Have wrestling it, cool again. What, you need to pick an influencer like a Brian Zane to be like an advocate for WWE. Yeah, but a, a super cool influencer. I mean, when did WWE yeah. first hit its highest stride? When you brought in Cindy Lauper and when you brought in Alice Cooper and you were doing this thing with the stars of the day and it's like that's what launched you man it's what made you and big and now they bring in like Sam Roberts here although also you know it would help if you had a decent storyline yeah. and consistent wrestling oh don't get me like, wrong all of that there's is a lot the, of other problems I mean but you look at Smackdown you know and uh, Roman Reigns but Fuck, man. This UFC event. What was that next fight? Was it the So co? that next fight was the co-main event, and it was Gilbert Burns and Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. I love Wonderboy, man. This One of my all-time favorites. Was... I forgot about this It was this kind fight. of a snooze fest. Yeah. They kind of, you know, sometimes you just have a bad dance partner, and you cancel each other out. Well, you don't want to get too close to Gilbert. And yeah, he's so dangerous on the ground. And Wonderboy is just, you know, he's gotten a little older, and I think he's kind of lost a step. He's gotten knocked out a couple of Whoa, times and bad holy now. fuck, his uh, stance is so wide. Yeah, he's crazy. Do you know he runs, I feel like, like he barely did anything. I feel like that fight was just kind of just not, like, if it didn't happen... Yeah. When did you see? And it was a three-round decision for Gilbert. Like, he was it a mess-up, do you think? Was it on purpose? Did you see how they played the Connor-Dustin promo before that fight? That, I did but think that was But then played a different one after as yeah, well? Yeah, so I think they had two in the can, and they, like... I You probably should have showed that before the heavyweight fight, like, kind of, like, leading up to that. Yeah. I didn't think that was weird. But, dude, that too, man. You're like, UFC's somebody... My production buddy, value is... Top it's notch very also. Nice. When and their did, promo videos, fuck, so good. When I still give it, you know, that's what WWE still has, though. So good. They still have And AEW, you know, they, they put the out rise. a pretty good one. They They're on the rise. rise. Yep, They're yep, definitely on the rise. Yep. They've been getting better and better. Oh, for sure. So that was a kind of boring fight. And then we get to the main event, the trilogy fight. Dustin Poirier and Conor McGregor. Conor McGregor back, my all-time favorite fighter. Like, just the myth, the legend, like, you know. Mystic Mac. Mystic Mac, the notorious. Yeah. Comes out to the Foggy Dew, freaking transitions Big Biggie. into Biggie. Like, it's the best entrance Biggie, Biggie, in all Biggie, of freaking... Uh, like, crazy. That and Colby Covington have the two best entrances in the UFC. Because it's... that's Because Colby right? comes out to Kurt Angle. Like, it makes perfect Correct. sense. So... Connor comes out and then looking confident, looking Dude, really good, angry. looking he great, looked ready to. Fuck and now, if this wasn't the most up. foreshadowing, buddy next to me is saying, "You know, his calves just look huge. He looks like he's really worked them. Uh, maybe too much." But yeah. so, you never. My know. theory is almost maybe some overtraining took place. There could have been, man, because it's because like, he got destroyed on that second one. Yeah, with those legs. Yeah, so maybe you know he was like that's not happening again. And what do you think about the leg check fracture? Do you think that could have been possible? It could have been, but I'm not going to sit and speculate because I don't know. So basically, what happened was, and Dustin Poirier came out and was the heel here. 
the crowd was not in his favor. Dustin. Heavy booze. Did you see that video? They yeah. hear the audio. Dustin, I'm coming for you. Your pee head. Your pee head. So they they're going back and forth, and Connor came out right away. And like the biggest like thing with the last fight between these two was Connor came out in full boxing stance and like was just like not moving the way he used to. And what did he do this time? Came out in full old school. He hit him right away with a kick. Hit him again with the kick. He got loose. He was loose. He, he back, looked great. He got loose, went to his roots. Yeah, he looked know? fantastic. Yeah. And then he went for a standing guillotine choke, which I'm like, this doesn't seem like the right move. Yo, when he kind of got that in, though, and he kind of flipped him oh, up. I was pumped. For a second, I was I like, was like, oh, and he has him at good leverage. Yep. Like, he could. But then the second they went down, I'm like, oh, no. Dustin Poirier is going to tee off on him. This is bad. And then he did. So yeah, as we're watching that, you know, there they were there there was a little overhyping on commentary because yeah. a lot of those shots, like Connor was eating them, he was dodging and like missing, like you know, yeah, for a lot sure. of a lot of them. They were like, these are bombs! Like he's getting whacked, and it's I mean, like some eh. of them were though. Some of them, some were. of them definitely were. But it was con- like it's at, Connor McGregor. So you at don't the end of, at the end of the day, yep. You your own worst enemy because Connor, you know, they eventually, you know, it was it was a lot of yep. laying around for a while, but at least it was yep. still intense. Yeah, when Connor started throwing those high kicks. Oh, dude! At one point, I thought he was gonna knock him out with those with like up a big kicks. horse I'm up just kick. Like, dude, done for. Would have been awesome. But so, so they, they end up yeah. standing him back up. And because who uh, Kyoto was calling this one or no, Dean? This was Herb Dean. Okay, yeah, it was a uh, and. Freaking, we've seen it a couple other times before, man. Just never like this, though. I feel like I've never seen somebody step back. I mean, I feel like Anderson Silva was similar looking, although obviously his was already broken and then, but it looked very well, similar. Well, Chris Weidman's is the worst. Ugh. But, but yeah. dude, yeah, so Connor goes to throw a kick. And then he comes back, and it just looked like he stepped wrong, but you don't know, was it broken, and then he stepped down, and it all just fell apart, or was it literally just because his foot was at a weird angle? I think he just and slipped he full pressure, like, Because he was walking it. backwards. He took, like, two steps yep. back before he landed on his foot, you know, and so... And then right away, you saw his foot was just dangling in the other direction. Dude, those replays. Oh, we all screamed. And right away, like, you could tell, like, it hurt him. He was hurt. It wasn't because, like, Dude, right away they yeah. started touching. He, he started was, pointing at it. He's like, holy shit, holy shit. He was like, ah, ah, like, yeah. uh, you know. But right away, you know, Dr. Stoppage, Dr. Dr. Stoppage. Stoppage. <laughs> like. I literally, you know, be, and, you know, because of where I live, yeah, it gets loud sometimes. No contest? You should that. Bro, TKO I walked out, outside and I screamed, fuck, into the ether of this neighborhood. I was like, how? How could this happen? That's the least, uh. Like, loudest thing beyond the fireworks exactly. going on. I'm like, fuck y'all. So, yeah, Dr. Stoppage, TKO technically for Dustin, which, I mean, I guess. Sure. sure. I guess if you don't, like, to me, like, you didn't punch him to, like, do anything no, to him. No, it, like, it was literally on his own accord. So, we'll see. Maybe that gets overturned to a no contest at some point, but who knows. So, <sighs> crazy but night honestly, dude, like, like, where does he go from here? One win in Does five he come years. Back? Does he actually come back? Because what Dana said in the post fight was that, uh, and I mean we should say too that Dustin immediately talked shit on like his post fight interview, and then Joe Rogan sat down next to Connor, 
and was interviewing Was him. that the right choice? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, for I mean, sure. That sells the, Connor was literally probably like... Yeah, yeah, no. I mean, R- Rogan famously, like, that time Sean O'Malley fucked up his leg. Sean, I like, love Rogan, you, Joe Rogan. I fucking love you too, man. Uh, dude, how are they letting... Okay, so it was a crazy <laughs> night last night. And let's just uh, wrap up kind of about, like, what was going on this weekend. So, in conclusion... Oh, okay. I think Connor... I, in so, the I was fight, going I'm somewhere. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I just want to wrap it up in the, like... Go ahead. Dana White said that uh, Dustin Poirier is going to fight Charles Oliveira for the okay. lightweight title next. Makes sense, sure. And then after that fight, he's going to fight Connor again. Who? Dustin. No, stop. But I just think it's a cursed opponent. Just I, stop. I, just stop. Yeah. Four, your last three fights are with the same guy. Yeah. And that's not the trilogy. It so is now, now honestly with that like, stop. with this being where we're at, I think all you can honestly reasonably expect from Connor is the trilogy fight with Nate Diaz at some point, who's also in a bad spot, like and hasn't won in years. They gotta start feeding these guys some and then Trash, I think man. you get the Connor and Jake Paul fight, man. I think if Jake Paul beats Tyron Woodley, if 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 that happens, but damn it, why do I think he has a chance? Because he why does. do I have this feeling? And then I think Connor rides off into the sunset as like one of the most iconic fighters of all time. I think just maybe iconic people. Yeah, just like a guy that I think Connor McGregor will sport. always be known as like just. This getting teary eyed thinking about it. This, like, I love this dude. So well, think about it though. Oh. Think about it in like 20, 30, 40, 50 years how people will be like, that dude. I was there when Connor was like ripping up this. Especially book. the country of Ireland, like the way they've rallied around that guy is just unbelievable. Oh, about thirty years ago, you know, Conor McGregor was doing his thing before he died in a plane crash over here, but I can Ireland. So. Oh Jesus! Don't be predicting that. I was blind, you know, some of them. But uh, speaking of Irishmen. As we transition out of what happened like this weekend and into the, the pro wrestling, wrestling world, world. Right. after all, this is the pro wrestling show. The sell it pro wrestling show. But, sell it. But this weekend was the Scottish Open. Oh, happens okay. in Scotland. So we're not transitioning to pro wrestling. Oh, no, God. I said you know because okay. there was an Irishman I had okay. to talk about. Um, we we El Gran Flacco, the producer of the show, he has it pulled up on your laptop right now. He's controlling your mouse and he's bringing you to the video. Okay. Uh, so yeah, this week was the weekend was the Scottish Open played in Scotland. It's just uh, on the European tour. There's the PGA tour, then the European tour, you know, uh-huh. all this it stuff. Is. This this is a little bit of a bigger one. Okay. The U.S. Open champion was there, okay. John Rahm. Yep, yeah, yep. You know him because he's John from Rahm. Spain. Yep. So. Uh, and I believe Min Woo Lee. Min Woo Lee. I believe that was his name. Okay. Min Lo. Is he the one that just won the? No, not no, that not, guy. it's not him. Okay, that's, that was a different guy. Yeah, okay. correct. I already know the Masters. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, Ketsuyami. Okay, I believe so, something like that. But pardon my confusion. And I'd never even heard of some of the people like uh, Thomas Dentry. I think I've heard of him actually. Never heard of him. Yeah. He was really good, or uh, okay. Fitzpatrick, something like that. Mm. But Rory McIlroy was there, of course. You know, and it's Belfast's obviously always, it's obviously always played like. Thursday to Sunday, you play the first two rounds, your combined scores, you get cut, and then Saturday and Sunday you play for a combined score at the end. Yes, yes. 
And so there was an incident with Rory McIlroy, and as we'll, I'll have you watch it because you haven't seen this, obviously. Yep, I got it pulled up in front of me right here. And so read out the title of this video. So this says, uh, WTF, fan takes Rory McIlroy's club at Scottish Open, then gets arrested. Uh, we will put the link for this down in the description below. Not. Oh, yes, <laughs> we will. So you can watch this along with us. But so, and you want me to just click on it and react? Yeah, because some so, background. I'm going to put is, it on mute. This is him about to... T you. Sure. You want it on play? You play, play, play it, okay. play it. Because this is him about to tee up, right, right? right? He's sitting up on the tee box. Okay. I'll come around. Okay, so I see him. Oh, and this is just some random dude who has just walked up. Rory's kind of like, what the fuck's going on here? His caddy is like, they're all looking at him like, what are you doing, dude? Oh, oh, this is so weird. They're all like, they're all like, what's happening? Is this like a bit? He's got his club. Is that like the the sock or the stocking that you put over the club? A head cover. Yeah. A head cover. Is he about to hit the head cover with? What? Is this dude insane? It seems like a costume. What is happening? Right they keep, now? Are they saying his name? I believe. I'm not. Holy shit. So think about what this. What the hell? For this to happen to one of the best golfers in the world. How did this crazy person get this he, close so, to him? Because he didn't make the cut. Rory McIlroy did not make the cut for this weekend. I believe he finished like even, still good. But what a mental fuck, right? What the hell? What an insane moment. Oh my god. The, the look of Rory McIlroy and his two caddies where they're just like... What are you? Did you see the look? Doing? He went. What? Yeah, Rory's just like, what's happening? Oh, and as we flip over to SmackDown here, we can transition finally into a little bit of wrestling. Well, that was a crazy video. Right? Oh, insane! That was that was, that was, that was like an insane shit. sports moment. Uh, and don't you worry, I have some crazy fan stories coming up for you. Okay. But on Friday night SmackDown here, we saw the debut of Shotzi and Knox on Fox. So like, I told you you could have that one. Thank you, I appreciate I, it. Yeah, I think it sounded so nice. So Tegan Knox and Shotzi Blackheart have debuted Formally as known. a tag team. Now that's just going as Shotzi, and I still think she's going as Tegan Knox. Right. I read. I read it was just Knox. I read. That I think. I think the YouTube description for this video is Tegan Knox. Okay. I think it says that. Shotzi for up. sure, though. Sh yeah, they dropped Blackheart from Shotzi. Which, maybe that's because, is that not friendly enough? A Blackheart? Piss off. If that, piss off. I'm that saying, off. man, they'd be dumb like that. So, what happened to Shotzi and Ember Moon? That's strange. They literally held the NXT Women's Tag Team titles together. They were the first, right? Uh, well, I guess second. not first. They, they were the yeah, second, the yeah. way, and then them. And now, I mean, Tegan Knox too, like, awesome. She's back from, like, was she torn both of her ACLs now? Like, Who? three times Which between one? the two? Tegan Knox? Yeah. Like. So it's interesting to call her up, because it's like, yeah. don't we want reliable? A little bit more rehab. Like, I've read Tony no. Storm might get called up here Tamina too. Tamina feel sick, like she, by the way. Yeah, dude, Tamina on the run of her career right now. The blue braids with the blue gear. And Natalia, Natalia on the run, like, right now. Hell yeah. Like, I mean, 
Smackdown, Dude, I always Smackdown have been still. Smackdown's still the best show, probably. Yeah, and so this is the final Thunderdome show that we're watching, and they returned to For live Smackdown, touring. right? Yeah, the you said Raw that's on Monday be... was taped this past okay, week. Okay, yep. Now the Thunderdome, I read, has been uh, completely boxed up. Like, it's probably heading off to the WWE warehouse so that five years from now on WWE Treasures, they can track it back down and buy it back. <laughs> <laughs> Who's going to have it? Who's going to have the Thunderdome? Let's uh, have to write this down right now. It's probably going to be uh, Gregory Helms. Gregory Helms is going to yep, end up. The hurricane with the is going to end up with the Thunderdome, of course. Of Come course. on, buddy. Come on. Earthquake Chris and Typhoon. Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho's got the Thunderdome. Chris, Jer- I have your Thunderdome, idiot. Like, yeah, I could see it. That could be great, wouldn't it? So, I think we have to get together and watch the first live SmackDown next week and see what pops off here. Like, I'm willing really? to give WWE this next month. To really like, I'm gonna be watching the product intently. Make me believe again. Because I'm where, gonna give you every opportunity. What big Make show are they running this summer? They're uh, running from like a pretty cool location. So, right? Money in the Bank is next weekend, which will be in front of fans. That's right. next Sunday. You're out of town for that, you say. Yeah. Said, but I will be watching it regardless. And Slammiversary is the night before, too, which that should be epic. I too. will still be in town to watch it. So, if we want to watch it, do it remote right oh, okay. after or okay. Monday, even. That'd be fine by me. We can cool. figure that out. Um, and then they've got SummerSlam is August 17th, and it's in Las Vegas at the spot that the Raiders play. Like, okay. 65, 70,000 seat venue. Yeah. It's yeah. right across the street. Then the Manny Pacquiao fight is immediately after SummerSlam's right, over. Correct. Which is amazing. Like, if you're in Vegas for that weekend, oh my so god. So that's on Sunday too then, yeah. Saturday night. It's gonna be oh, Saturday okay. night, which I'm most in favor of wait you okay so wait money in the bank money in the bank is on sunday oh SummerSlam. SummerSlam is saturday night august 17th off. would you work like that night maybe sometimes wow. i work nights, you work nights on saturdays sometimes even? Yeah. yeah okay yeah yeah make sure that mm-hmm. you've got that one off I th- I, it's august 17th for your listeners of course so I need yeah to quit my day job for my real job correct the podcast of course yes god one day one day, man. That would be the goal. So, I'm willing to give WWE every opportunity right now. And, like, things are going to be shuffling and shifting. And, unfortunately, we've already seen, like, one major catastrophe happen with all of this. And it involves Bailey, Ooh. Who, they, there apparently was a mandate that everyone, all the wrestlers had to uh, do mandatory kind of, like, uh, refresher training at the Performance Center. The damn performance center. Yep. The damn PC seems to be the cause of a lot of problems. Honestly, kind of Seems does. to be the place for a lot I of things. I think it's because... Wh- I thought, what did his shirt say? Go Iconoclast. You thought it was Iconoclast from the said, Outer Worlds? Like Holocaust or something. No, it says Iconoclast. Or okay. Iconoclast. From a just brief glance over some of the letterings and arrangements and Sonya Deville when she was fired and then just came back. You remember that? No. <laughs> I don't either. I refuse to. So they had a mandatory session yeah. where everyone... At the damn PC! At the damn PC. <laughs> Fuck you. And Bailey tore her ACL. Oh. Like, honestly, one of the MVPs of the COVID run of WWE, like, last year. And you like, know, like, I know everyone's saying that, but that's because that's just true. It is just 100% true. Like, like she literally, when like... You, when you say it that much, it's was because, just a yeah. big part of, like... 
this whole last. I mean, what, her Sasha Banks months. last year like ran everything. They were the only like superstars appearing on Raw, NXT, and SmackDown like constantly. It was crazy. They were tag team champs and champions of both brands at one point. Like, yeah, they and now ran she's it. gonna miss. She was supposed to wrestle Bianca Belair on Money in the Bank for the title oh, in front of fans. So who's gonna take that now? They have not announced. So that'll be Friday Force this SmackDown. I would say live in front of a crowd too. That's pretty. Becky Lynch. Whoa. Yeah, it could be a possibility. Although I'd... then you have face versus face. What are you gonna do there? Like. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's the. It could okay. be Sasha Banks coming back. Um, they Unless, did just win. Uh, Sasha and Bianca last night won an ESPY award for WWE Moment of the Year. Who did? Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair. Wow. For Bianca winning the title at WrestleMania and stuff. So fantastic. Yeah, so a little crossover. So that could definitely be the the thing. Okay. Tony Storm, if you want to get crazy. I was just about to say maybe even Shotzi or Knox. I think now you've established that they're a tag team, so you're not going to push. Oh, it doesn't Liv fucking matter. Morgan or something. I guess the she's per- got like big hey, storylines. Remember happening. when she beat uh, Zelina Vega? <sighs> remember when we speculated that Zelina went back to AEW or, or WWE and then let Tommy End go to AEW? Yeah. Like, you saw that that wasn't true at all, right? No, I. They forgot to like update. They it forgot to update. From Alistair Black's contract from a 30-day no-compete to a 90. Like, he was on the main roster for quite a time. Years! Quite a time. Oh, my God. Years, and I could count his matches on TV on one hand, probably. Dude, we honestly saw one of his best, like, main roster matches at that TLC pay-per-view. That was the only match. That was the only good match. Him Him and and Murphy. Murphy, that's right. Dude, Murphy, wow. Murphy is underrated as hell. And I'm actually excited to see what he he does once his... uh, Kind of a guy that also, like, kind of held it down during that... That, really, realistically, in, like, WWE history, for, like, categorizing it, the PC era will be, like, this... Its own little chapter. Yeah, because... It's a weird How do you call this the PG... And now it's like, it was the PG to the, kind of like that, do you think there's been anything since the PG in like the last couple of years before I the I mean, PC? the authority era was such a big era, like of just storyline that affected everything. So that's a, a good benchmark, I think you could say, the authority era. That's like era. a mini one. It was like PG. 2014, basically, through... 2015, 16, 2013 through that. But so and I'm then saying there's like the that. rebrand split. Yeah. There's yeah, um, true. Then there's yeah, kind of the the uh, the COVID performance. I feel like it's the gray era, area from yeah. like 2016 to like 2020. It's kind of yeah. like a yeah. NXT wasn't as hot, and it the still rise was. Of NXT also, yeah, in it, that time. Yeah. 2015 was, is, I think, NXT's I mean, that was their first takeover, off. though. You yeah. gotta think, that probably wasn't the peak yet. No, not peak yet, but man, were they hot. Who was probably their biggest champion so far? Of NXT all time? Yeah, when do you think, like... they've, like, really, like, been pumping, like... Not even that, Adam but Cole. just, like, it was the peak. What's Tommaso been the peak Ciampa, champion? Maybe. Champion. Or like Johnny Gargano during like one of his runs. Man, when they had that feud going on, that might have been the last like really great NXT thing that happened. Might be. Their feud. And we kind of missed almost all of that. Yeah, that's when we kind of took a step back for a little while. Correct. Right before it all happened. Right before it all happened. 
Uh, Let's, uh, so yeah, I'm excited to give WWE an opportunity. Chance. Really, I and am. I will. I will let that happen. So I'm not watching this last Thunderdome Raw. That could piss off because Dynamite's looked. You know, Dynamite's great. Oh, this Dynamite past week was so fun this week. New stadium like they were in. You know, and it's just it's great to see people traveling. And if it's safe and it's cool and we're all fine with this and COVID's just done, yada like question mark. Bro, this is the Roaring Twenties now. Like we've launched into this new era. Like, that's literally what's going to happen. And that's what happened back in the day. Like, the Spanish flu happened. And then the Roaring Twenties literally happened. No, it's a thing. It's a thing. It's yeah. 100% a thing. And it's after parallel. After the Great Depression. Of course. The after- 40s. After, well, the Great Depression, then World War II. Then, what is it called? The start of the greatest generation. Well, I'm the top <laughs> like People, settled people were just strolling down the street. Hey, Jimbo. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? It's the most picturesque. It was, it was awesome. Yeah. It was picturesque. Yeah. Like you say, but... Picturesque. But, uh... So, speaking of fans... Okay. Crazy fans. Oh. At AEW. Yes. Tying everything together. For this last thing we have? For or? our last segment here on the... Okay. On season one, episode one of the Celebration. I think it's been a great show. debut. So... Because I will have to exit quite soon incident. here. Oh, yep. my. There was an incident. Yes. On AEW this past week. Oh, we're going to talk about that. Yes. The fan. Yep. So you didn't see any of this follow-up. Oh, okay. No, 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 no. Okay. I, didn't, I didn't know this was involved with this oh, yes. Twitter thing. So. Because we had talked about that on Bring the Boom, obviously. Yep, we talked about it on Bring the Boom. We, had we seen didn't the have video. full info. No. But we speculated. So during the MJF Chris Jericho segment this week, a fan hopped the rail got on the entrance ramp, and, like, tried getting in the ring. Security stopped him. Jericho came over there. Well, he, like, kind of just, like, stood him. there and, like, stood took there. his shirt off. Like, yep. I don't know what he was doing. It was a, it was an odd sight. So this fan has made himself known on Twitter. Oh. I'm not going to give you his at. No, nope. don't off. entertain it. Don't give it a name. But the oh. name he uses is Fat Bastard. Oh, okay. He tweets Yep. on July 9th, 8 a.m., which would have been the day after. Okay. Um, no, I'm sorry, the Friday after. So. Okay, so two days. Yep, two days removed. He tweeted, At Jim Cornette, at Great Brian Last. Oh no. How do you like my hashtag AEW debut? I did this for all of us real wrestling fans. Wrestling is no longer a safe space for friends to dance around and play dress up. Reality can hit at any time. Did they think it's going to be fucking playtime forever? Okay. So, so I I'll... saw that start trending, and I'm like, what on earth is this? So this man is making his manifesto of Basically, sorts. this crazy it's proclamation of Correct. destruction. This is, this is the universe. So let me, let me get this straight. Yep. He, he is saying that because of Cornet, he is... Committed these acts. Correct. He is attributing... This is... He's attributing this terrorist attack. So, to make a parallel... Because this is wrestling this is, politics. This is... Those fucking protesters storming the Capitol in the name of Trump. Like, it's essentially the same thing, you know? Eh, and here's the thing. Okay. We so, time out. We said this out. He's never once said, like... Donald Trump implicated people should do that. I know. It's Jim, not a Jim one. Has, I'm not saying it's a one I just want to one. make sure that is very stated. But let's be very clear. All Jim does is trash AEW. Correct. And, you know, it's his bit. It's his gimmick. 
But the problem is these people like take it as law and as fact and not just him sharing his opinion and like how it actually like how he feels about it. Uh, it's yeah. not a fact. Yeah, no. It's an opinion. No, of course. At the end of the day, all of this has been an be opinion. Everything we've talked about on the show is almost exactly. been an opinion. So you cannot like freaking you can't do that. And so I don't think that's Jim Cornette's fault to be yeah, clear. Yeah, how how can you ever Say because like, of you this, need to be able happened. to distinguish, especially because of in the GTA school business. shootings happen. I don't believe that. Where's shit the correlation? Because there's violence at like in a TV. I don't hear about it on the news. Was like, was GTA around when the Crusades happened? Like here, that's here, what here, I always here, come here. back to. Like, like no, people are just violent. People I don't remember crazy. GTA before Hiroshima. That, exactly. There I always go. bring that one back, bro. Always. So. Always Fat Bastard tweets this out. Okay. Essentially attributing this to the cult of Cornette. Jer- Chris Jericho oh. retweets this. Oh, no. With a quote tweet. And says... Oh, no. Do you really think that at Jim Cornette would condone this, you fucking loser? Jimmy would have shoved a tennis racket up your ass and smashed your car windows. And then the world waited. Okay. And then Jim Cornette responded. He came out. He started by retweeting Chris Jericho's tweet. He probably didn't even know what was going on, too. Think about that. Like, he probably got on. He hopped on Twitter. I think for something like this, I think Brian texted him. He was like, he called him. He called. Brian called him and was like, Jim, uh, can you hop on Twitter real quick? What's his name? Featherbottom called him. (laughs) Hotchkiss Featherbottom. He's like, that's because it's PR. I was like, hey, uh, you should probably handle this real quick. So, Jim Cornette retweets Chris Jericho. Is Liv Morgan on SmackDown now? She's been on it for quite a while. She oh, was doing the thing with Ruby Riot. I don't, and now Ruby I don't Riot's fucking gone. remember. But dude, she's been like running a gimmick where she's trying to get into Money in the Bank. And like, I think she should win it, dude. Like, she, like, look at her. She looks she's great. Money. She is yeah, money. She's got an skills amazing that, but... No, not at all. But okay, so Fat Bastard, because I really want to turn this off. Turn the actual TV off. I want to get into this because this is. This... So Jim Cornette responds. Yes. And Jim Cornette says, in a quote tweet, Yes. Got news for you, dipshit. The ring is sacred ground for us. And even if you and a lot of others think you can kick the shit out of the Young Bucks, I would have turned you into a tennis racket popsicle. And you're lucky someone there didn't gut you like a fish. I mean, true. And you're blocked. And you're like, okay, goddamn. So then Brian also retweeted that and goes, Real wrestling fans, don't jump the rail. You should be embarrassed. You are blocked. So that was on the 9th. And I'm like, you know what, man? There is peace in the wrestling valley. Everything is amazing. Well, that was your first mistake. I was like, dude, how could everything that? No. What happened? At midnight that night... (laughs) 11.59 11.59 p.m., July 9th, 2021, at Kenny Omega, tweets. Wait, Kenny Omega tweeted. Kenny Omega tweets. Okay. Is it finally time to assume some responsibility and dial the online persona back a bit? Your low IQ man children have evolved from parroting your comments to actually acting it out in attempted violence. 
Well, he's asking for it. He's asking for it. Let's be honest. So the following morning. Before we get before we go forward. Yep. From what you felt before happened. Yep. And then you read that tweet. Yep. When I saw that, because I saw all of this happen in real time, just yep. from like being on my phone yep. and like hanging out. Yep. I was like, Kenny, I understand, because at the end of the day, like Jim Maybe hates Kenny. shoot him a DM though. And I'm not gonna do that. And Jim hey, he's probably like There's not no fucking way he couldn't have gotten his number. Bullshit. They all know it. But I, I don't bet know. Jericho has it. Come at on. At the end of the day here. Kenny Omega is like one of the number one targets. Him and the Young Bucks are the number one targets. Kenny Olivier. So at the end of the day, like, you know, someone's talking shit about you constantly. And then someone who is claiming to do, like, just put yourself in this situation. Someone like freaking hopped into the ring of the company that you are an executive vice president for. And he did it in the name of the person who trashes you on a weekly basis every week for like yeah, five it, or six years. It's crazy. Okay, not that long. I don't think it's been that long. I don't Literally, think. like that long. Uh, like since like like the new Japan stuff started popping up, like always. He's now he's always because Kenny has wrestled a sex doll. Like it, he, it's, yes, it just it's seems just consistent because he talks about dynamite. It, it's been a long saying. time, even before dynamite I don't think existed. Consistently though, he like talked it's about not, when like it was it Ring now. of Honor. He talks about. Japan. I'm not gonna. I've been listening for a while. That's all I know, I'm but say. He, That's it's all I'm consistently. That's fine. He's never been like eh, Kenny's okay. He's never been Kenny's okay. He's never said Since that. Since day one ish, it's been this guy sucks and he's ruining wrestling. But if that's his opinion, though, that's his I opinion. Get, but at the end of the day, like I just said, some fucking crazy guy. Yeah. That like said specifically, I did this for the Rock. I did this for Cornette. Comes out and does it. Like, how can you not be mad as a human being? Like, you can't... So Jim Cornette responds. I get it. Oh, How? no. Jim Cornette responds. Oh, no. And Jimmy he goes... Boy. And he didn't retweet it. It wasn't a quote tweet. Oh. He responded. Like, just as a comment underneath. If there's a distinction, you know. He goes, You and I agree for the first time. This guy is a moron. Or he wouldn't have been at a show with your phony ass on it. Two clarifications. Unlike you, I've seen violence in an arena, and this wasn't it. And secondly, looking at your supporters, I wouldn't toss the phrase low IQ around. And then, I believe this happened uh, next. He goes, also... It's like, damn it, though. It's like Omega just should have shut his mouth, maybe. He goes, also, Turd Blossom... I don't have an online persona because unlike you, I'm not a complete fucking fake. If you don't like my opinion, I really don't give two shits. But I don't have to make anything up to tell you what I think about your phony ass. I really think he thinks that though. Like, I really don't think he has a character. He does. Dude, I but think... But he is... Here's the deal. I think he is his character. But it is a character. But then you can't say that. I think he's been living his life like that for so long that there is no in-between anymore. I think it is one person. I agree. I think it is Jim Cornette 
at all 24 hours of the day, whether he's doing it or not. But here's the thing. At the end of the day, you need to take a step back and understand that that's really not how real people act then. Like, if you're still being your wrestling character, if you're living the gimmick and you are who you are... But there's no distinction anymore. There There is no wrestling gimmick. There is no... That is his way of life. That's how he lives. But you need to understand that, like... This dude, You're a different kind of individual then. People like him, people don't like exactly. him. Exactly. He's one of those, here's the deal. I'm in a weird in-between where like, I still, I love the, I love him as a wrestling historian and I just but disagree. But as a person. As a person, I love his passion and I think that mm. he like truly does love the wrestling business more than anything. Well, yeah. So like, I would never like. Even I, more than uh, his deers, his Everything. Birds. And, like, he's not a complete monster of a human being. I just think, like, oh. he's so wrong on, like, modern professional wrestling. And, like, he lets you know his, Here's like, the deal, judgment, though. like, cloud it. Is, is there ever a right and wrong to your opinion on how the wrestling product is? No, Because how it is right now, it's going to be different in 20 years. It's going to be different in five years. Oh, 100%. You know what I'm saying? So it's yeah. like, I don't know. His opinions and values are just different than mine. It's as simple as that. It's literally just like, that. But, like, but no one looks at it like that. And it's hard too. to when you're like when you so l- over the top aggressive about it. <sighs> That's yeah. I get it though. That's that is just the whole thing. Exactly. That's the whole thing. It's the whole package. So would you like to hear Brian Last comment on the situation or Kenny Omega's response first? Because I'm not sure which happened first. Just go with uh let's see Omega Well, We'll Hold on, you know me. what, let me, let me tell you who responded first. Because Jim responded literally, like, right away. This he... was over, like, a three-minute period. Wow. Like, boom, boom, boom. At 12 at night? At 12 at night. So Brian must have called him or something. Because Brian must have his Twitter login, I yeah. bet. So Brian tweeted he must the next morning. Some so I'll read you Kenny's response okay. first. He goes, hey, Jim, I think you're one of the greatest wrestling historians going, and I enjoyed your work with Dark Side of the Ring. For whatever it's worth, I sincerely hope that you're remembered for your positive contributions to the wrestling business. That's all. Brian Last, the next morning, tweets out. Quote tweeting the original tweet that Kenny sent out. Okay. Look so at a, a response to that To that, tweet, not the tweet I just read. Which is a lot more respectful after I causing would... problems, though. You're the one that put it out there. You knew what Jim was going to do. I think he just started a conversation, you know? I don't know. And he definitely, let's be clear, he wasn't like the same. He was not at a 10 like Jim Cornette was. Jim Cornette was at a 10, and Kenny was at like a solid He was at a Sailor Jim Cornette. Seven. I'm still going to stand by like, there's no 1 through 10. It's a Jim Cornette. You know the interaction you're going to get with him. You Brian know. Last tweets, look at this clown clutching his pearls. If Omega was a man, he's... He's cut, I'm just reading verbatim, he's cut bait with Don Callis for the way he treated women behind the scenes in Impact. No, he's but back on the allegations. you know, bad things only count when they're done by people who criticize your bad in-ring emoting. Brian continues to be the only person that really I ever hear, like, champion this. Well, and I feel like he's such a guy that's into, like, women's rights and, like, women's stuff, so it'd be very odd if he was just making that up out of nowhere. I don't know, but you're right. It's the only person I've ever heard only who's, person. like, Don Callis and Kenny Omega. And I listen to Busted Open. I listen to, like, quite a few other, like, you know, yeah. bigger guys. Not, yeah. like, people like us, like, who don't have, like, you know, our hooks actually in the business Correct. and, like, are talking to people. Yeah. Like, we should. We should. I wish. 
Let's one break day. through. Uh, you know what I would love to do? we got to fill in on uh, Fightful one day. Like, if we ever get the, the sound set oh, up. Yeah. Like, he occasionally does, like, yeah. look for people. And that would, God, would that be a great in. Especially that, if we were those good, would be good and funny people. and, yeah. Yeah. But, regardless, wrestling for just a brief period. There was peace. And then there was war. Which is kind of just, like, just how this whole week was and weekend, I suppose. Pretty much, man. Dude, it was fun. A lot of stuff was done. I had fun. A lot of stuff was talked about. Hell yeah. And this is the Seller Pro Wrestling Show. I, I suppose we'll wrap it up here, right? From our couch to yours. That is my line. <laughs> For the season debut. From I my to couch to yours. <laughs> Have a good one, though. Take it easy, everyone.